When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Week on ESPN as we continue Jim Balvano's fight against cancer. This is the only job that I've ever wanted in the entire world. The snap. Josh gonna throw it. Everybody's looking at you. As all day long, the scan the field. I'm just thankful that I ended up here in Buffalo. Now he's pressured, gets away from it, fires one. Everything that I've ever wished for is here. Let's go get a dope. We don't do what you do. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. I hope you guys heard them saying, "Oh yeah." <laughs> I got a lot of bracelets on. No one can even see them, so it doesn't even matter. Well, All right, you're doing Josh this, Allen in the Bills. Well, I'm going to do that first. a lot. Josh Allen and the Bills are the key divisional matchups against the Patriots on Thursday. We're going to dive into that in just seconds. Welcome to NFL Live. That's Keyshawn uh, Johnson. Key, I like you better than them right now because you're not making fun of me yet. But that's that's because the standards very. We got low Marcus right Spears. Really like we got Dan Orlovsky. No, no. Adam Schefter is joining us with a ton of injury updates that you don't want to miss. Later, the X Factor in the 49ers and Dolphins matchup that revolves around familiarity. Don't miss that. All right, you know what? Let's get right to it, guys. That Thanksgiving Day get game between the Bills and the Lions. Remember that? It might have been my favorite of the whole week. We knew it would be. A few people here were saying that the Lions would give the Bills all they could handle. Well, that happened, but Buffalo got the win. Now they take on the Patriots, turning their attention to tomorrow's matchup. And we begin with Josh Allen. It's a game week for us. It's the same game that we've been playing this whole time. We're just trying to go one and know. For the fans, it, it means more. Absolutely. And I understand that. But you know, we understand that it's a division game and we got to win these. Every time we step on the field, we're trying to win a football game. Mm. We know it's going to be a hostile environment in Foxborough. The way division games are, are tough to win, doesn't matter who you're playing. So he kind of said it was just another game, and then he was kind of like, well, actually, it's well, not. Well, well, he lied. Yeah, a little bit. Right. I mean, he's saying right? the right thing. Yeah. All right, so you, so, yeah. so you say he's lying. Key, you think this is just another game for the Bills? He's a quarterback. That's what they do. They, <laughs> they step all to the podium lie. and they just say stuff, and y'all supposed to just go, ooh, okay. Uh, I think, I, I think start, I'm going to be with Key today. They're going to whooping you. Oh, let's start there, though, yeah. Lauren, all I'm honesty. sitting right it's here. It's not just a game, Dan. It's not. The New England Patriots have owned the division. Okay, oh, yeah, okay, so Buffalo caught him last year and beat him up twice toward the end of the season. Yeah. But they got shellacked at home in the snow or wind or whatever the heck was going on up there, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> and not only that, Sean McDermott and Bill Belichick can't stand each other. Oh. So you don't think that okay. this is a rivalry? On top of Bill Belichick in the past, shipped Drew Bledsoe over to the Buffalo Bills. That's when it all started with Bledsoe. It started right then and there in, in terms of the era that we know. Of course it's a rivalry. Stop Josh Allen being a quarterback. You know, Stop it. Yeah, okay. Wow. Dan, Let's good go, luck Dave. for you, okay? It's going to be a fun day. He loves Here is the thing about the Bills, okay? So they, they had stumbled a little bit there for a while, yeah. dealing with some injuries, some health, all that. Well, now they're going to play each team in their division over the next three weeks. What do you want to see from them during that time? Yeah, first of all, a little bit more experience. 
explosiveness outside mm. of Stefan Diggs yeah. and Josh Allen legs, but I want to see Josh Allen under center a little bit more. Mm. The drive against Detroit, <laughs> when they got to under center, you saw an offense that was super explosive. Now, at the end of that game, they made the decision, look, our wide receiver is better than most guys in the NFL, and yeah. we are going to utilize him. But the play action helped that sure. as well, Dio. But Dio – I, and, and Key, we talk about this all the time, right? And there's certain teams where we don't just talk in context of winning a game. We're projecting what this team is supposed to be. Last year when the Buffalo Bills really had an explosive offense, it was Dawson Knox, yeah. it was mm-hmm. Gabe Davis, yeah. it was figuring out how to get other guys involved. Right now, it's Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs. Sure. I need more guys to come yeah. to the party for this team in order for them to do what everybody expects them to do, especially with Vaughn being down. Can I give you a name? Yes, and sir. I gave America the name. In week two, I told everybody the most important person on this offense outside of Stephon Diggs was Reggie Gilliam. Reggie Gilliam. Yep. They're fullback. Yep. Yep. Josh yep. Allen loves him, too. Yep. And right? I think they need to use him more. Yeah. They average 6.3 yards per play in that 21 personnel. And that is directly correlated to putting him under center. Mm-hmm. Look at this, a little motion. There's that fullback. You get single high safety, right, because this is run personnel, run low. Absolutely. Man, look at the protection and time this guy has. And then that wasn't Stephon Diggs catching that ball. That's Gabe Davis. Gabe Davis. Right? They got the opportunity. Yeah. Look at it again. 21 personnel. I got a fullback in the, in the game. There's a little ball fake, little mm-hmm. run action. Mm-hmm. Look at that chunk run right, right there. So I think that this is an offense that needs to use him more. So that's something that I like. The second thing I like is when they get into this two-by-two formation and they put Steph into the boundary. Mm. I don't know. I've said the Dallas Cowboys in a pass rush situation is the most dependable play in football. Goodness gracious, this might be it as well. They put them on a short end sometimes. They'll put them on a slant sometimes. They'll put them on a fade route sometimes. They'll put them on a stop right. It's simple. It's easy to operate for Josh. It's dependable. Every time they get onto the right hash and they put him into that two-by-two formation, it is literally six or seven yards at a clip. Sometimes they'll go over the top. So those are the two things I really like about their offense right now. Um, Those are the two things I think that they need to lean into a little bit tomorrow night because I don't think New England has somebody that can lock up Steph one-on-one. There is something into their offense that hints at what you were talking about that I don't like right now. We'll talk about that tomorrow. Um, But I really think they're fullback, and I know that's weird to say with all their talent on offense. I think he's the the most important person in their offense outside of Steph. Florida, Florida and Georgia, just another game. Oh, come on now. <laughs> now, Key, well, Key, does that apply to USC yeah, and yeah, UCLA? Yeah, just another game. Oh, okay. Yeah, no one well, cares. I don't know about that, that hate over there in the Pac-12. And by the way, Adam Schefter just tweeted before we came on the air that Damian Harris, the running back for the Patriots, will be out. He's ruled out for this game tomorrow. And there's some other key injuries to discuss. Let's start with the yeah. Bills. Tell us a little bit more there, Adam. Well, Laura, while the Patriots have ruled out running back Damian Harris, the Buffalo Bills have ruled out, ruled out their starting left tackle, Deion Dawkins, as well as Von Miller, who hurt his knee on this play. Now, Von Miller said on his podcast yesterday that he's targeting a return against the New York Jets in 10 days. We'll see if he can make it back from his knee injury then. But for now, the Bills are going to be without two key players on both sides of the line. The Atlanta Falcons, meanwhile, said that Kyle Pitts underwent season-ending knee surgery yesterday, lost for the year. They were hoping that maybe he could come back. Not the case now. He's gone for the year, had the knee surgery. They'll have to find a way to replace him starting Sunday against the Pittsburgh Steelers. And the Cleveland Browns will have their quarterback, Deshaun Watson, back behind center. He has been working with the first team during practice. He is expected to start and it will be on Sunday his first game in seven 
100 days. Exactly. Quite a count there for Deshaun wow. Watson. We also should mention that the Rams have ruled out Aaron Donald for Sunday's game against the Seattle Seahawks. And Matthew Stafford, the quarterback, remains in concussion protocol. And as was the case over the weekend, the Rams are uncertain when or if Matthew Stafford will return this season. All right, more from Adam coming throughout the show. We're going to get to Vikings Jets, but Dan, I want to go to you on Adam's report about Deion Dawkins being out as yeah. well as Von Miller for the Bills. It's big. I think the Deion Dawkins out is huge. If right. you, my note from last week, they said right tackle issue, four different snaps. So Spencer Brown, the right tackle, really struggled. You said this the other day, I think, on SportsCenter. I was listening to you right. talk about it. Now Deion Dawkins is out. So you're talking about a right tackle that's struggling and a left tackle that's out. I find that to be a massive concern of going against who leads the league in sacks this year? Uh-huh. Matthew Judon. Uh -huh. Right? This Bro. is like uh, Bill, I think that's Bill Belichick is licking his chops. I think we'll, for this game, it's bigger than Vaughn being out. Okay. For this game. Yeah, yeah. And we will talk about this more tomorrow on the show as we lead you into that Thursday night matchup. That. But huge to hear that update. Let's get to the Vikings. They beat the Patriots on Thursday. They're now 9-2. and two. And this week, the Jets. And it seems like Mike White going to start again at quarterback. And Minnesota three-point favorites in this one. So Kirk Cousins coming off his best game of the season last week against Patriots on Thanksgiving. He posted season highs in both total QBR and completion percentage through three touchdowns for the first time in a game this season. And with that being said, Jets head coach Robert Sala likes his defense's chances versus the Vikings. We've had some great challenges all year. You know, you've had Miami's group, Buffalo's group. You know, there, there's been a lot of really good receivers that we've had to go against. I'll put our guys up against anybody. Now, they're, those guys are freaking good now, and it's going to be a great challenge. But uh, like I said, I, I think it's a challenge that our guys are excited for. All right, listen, I, I'm with him. I, the Jets' defense is great, so I get why he's confident. But it, what do you think the Jets' defense has to do, Dan, to prepare for this matchup? Uh, get Kirk to play slow, and then they got to play fast, even though they're going to see a lot of different things. Yeah. You know, like, Kirk, the, the rhythm and timing of this offense should help him. If you, if you like, when you're a quarterback playing against a great defensive line that plays a ton of zone coverage, how quickly you can get the ball out of your hands and how quickly you can get through your progressions. Look at this ball come out of hands at the bottom of the screen to hot. I mean, that ball is out quick, right? So route timing is going to be paramount. Spacing, Keyshawn knows this. One, two, to three. This is stick around at the top of your screen. Feeling sit up, got one, two, three, come back. Like, that's how you got to attack a really good dominant defensive line and then one that plays zone. And also split flow. If we were going to talk about the Jets defense, we would say dominant defensive, but they're crazy fast too, yeah. right? How do you get a fast defense to play a little bit slower? Get them to calm down with having to seed some different things. Why is that tight end starting on my right? going all the way to the left, but then the flow is going that right. So mm -hmm. I think those two things are going to be paramount for the Vikings success, but also for the Jets defense is how they handle those two things. And, and Robert Sala has all the you know what's right now in terms of feeling good about his defense and he should. They're young, they're explosive, they run to the ball. There's always nine they to do. 11 hats around the mm. football. But here's one of the caveats I think everybody is missing. Dan, you know this. This offense all comes from the same tree. He practices against it. It's the Sean McVay. It's That's the Kyle point. Shanahan. So there's familiarity there. And about that, it hasn't deviated either. It's, it, no, it's it, it hasn't devi That's deviated at all. So when you talk about this team and you look at the, the, the Vikings, there's two teams that dominate them on the defensive side of the ball. The Philadelphia Eagles, they scored seven points. Right. And your yep. Dallas yep. Cowboys <laughs> scored three. 
Yours it, too. Well, I, I want to give you that love because okay. I know how much you really. You know, <laughs> I do love him. Think do. about it. That's 10 points in two games. Yeah. Justin Jefferson has disappeared. The main guy has two. disappeared in those two games. Now you got Sauce Gardner. I don't know how much you'll travel with him, but I'm sure on certain downs and distances in parts of the field, you'll see him match up. Maybe it's zone at times. Maybe it's man to man at times. That's why I like it. Yeah. I, I yeah. like it because of those things. Yeah. Man, that's a great matchup. You think about yeah. it, Sauce Gardner long, versus Jefferson. Long, when, whenever that in. does happen, yes. I love it. Okay, let's talk about the Vikings defense, though, because, mm. listen, I mean, Mike White operated this Jets offense no really doubt. well last week. You expect to see that once again. I like it. You got some concerns about this Vikings D in recent weeks. I what are absolutely they? do. They've given up too much in the passing game, and I went yeah. to the Buggy Institute of Technology, okay. our researcher, the BIT? and he gave me a great <laughs> set. I didn't even Know, I didn't know Minnesota was this bad against the pass, fellas. They've given up 43 <laughs> explosive plays over 20 yards in the passing game. And when you think about what Mac Jones was able to do, you think about Dallas putting That's up the type of numbers they put up. And we, we, we've been so enamored with Justin Jefferson in this offense that they've kind of come fell by the wayside talking about this defense and how much they've been giving up. And as we start to cut the mustard on these teams and we find these weaknesses, because that's our job to find what teams don't do well and what could hinder them from getting to where they want to be. This pass defense is a real issue for the Minnesota Vikings. Good hey, stuff, cut man. the mustard. What is that? Like that's, I like, think when that's, you, like, that's like when you cutting off the things that are good oh. and the mustard is sour. So we're trying to find the sour I things about mustard these teams. But like I like I did mustard. On Monday Night Football. Well, yeah, Dan, you did that a lot. Um, only oh, the Lions. When you put it. When you, when you food, food it, it. <laughs> no, that's cut with cheese, Dan. It's not uh, mustard. You can't food on national TV. Here's the thing. It's not the first time he put it on national TV. All right, we're just getting started on NFL Live. Hey, Jalen Hurts Come on, and the Keith. Eagles offense dominated the Packers on Sunday. Here's why Keith thinks their playbook is the real MVP. He doesn't like poop. That's okay, Keith. Jamar Chase is expected to be back versus the Chiefs. Looks like he'll why Cincinnati's defense, though, will be the difference maker on Sunday. NFL Live is brought to you by Willow, an all-new original series now streaming only on Disney Plus. Y'all have no idea how much I just love that right there. <laughs> Cancer can take away all my physical abilities. It cannot touch my mind, it cannot touch my heart, and it cannot touch my soul. And those three things are going to carry on forever. What if in 2024, you got a little bit better every day? When you're learning a new language with Babbel, that's exactly what you're doing. And if Babbel can help you start speaking a new language in just three weeks, imagine what you could do in a full year. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Try Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are designed by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. It's designed by real people for real conversations. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. They have over 16 million subscriptions sold. Plus, all of Babbel's 14 award-winning language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash tackle. Get 60% off at babbel.com slash tackle. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash tackle. Rules and restrictions may apply.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. It's V-Week at ESPN. We partner with the V-Foundation to highlight the urgent need for cancer research. This is game-changing research that helps save lives. And you can join the fight against cancer by visiting v.org slash donate. You see it right there on your screen. Here's what's special about this. 100% of your donation goes directly to cancer research. Please support if you can. We welcome you back here to NFL Live. Lots to get to here around the league. And we're going to read and react. We're going to start in Green Bay, where Packers head coach Matt LaFleur has been impressed with Aaron Rodgers' competitive greatness. Listen to this. It just speaks to how competitive he is and, um, you know, how much he's invested into this game, this team. and. Uh, regardless of circumstances and that's what we kind of talk about our team all the time is competitive greatness being your best when your best is required regardless of the circumstance and that's one thing you can always expect from him practice at all this week well we'll take it one day at a time but uh i i would anticipate yes but not today but not today Okay, it's not unusual that he wouldn't practice on a Wednesday. He hadn't been practicing on Wednesdays throughout the season, but something to keep an eye on either way. Key, here's the thing, though. The Packers 4-8. and eight. Should they be playing Rodgers if he's dealing with this injury? Yeah, they should be playing him, especially, Laura, if he can play. If okay. he wants to play, he goes to Matt LaFleur and say, hey, we're still in it. We're not mathematically eliminated. And then you get him ready, whether he practiced all week or not. He knows the offense. He knows what he needs to do. They got five games left, Chicago and the Rams, and then we'll worry about Miami when we get there. Absolutely, you play him. Stop thinking about Jordan Love until the end of the year. Interesting. A lot of people on various sides of this debate. Aaron Rodgers has thrown nine interceptions this season. A couple of those came before he injured the ribs on the last game. Bye. Bye. See you later. <laughs> uh, already, that's the third most interceptions in his career. All right, let's go to Green Bay's opponent this weekend in Chicago. Y'all are funny today. Where they're also dealing with an injured quarterback in Justin Fields, head coach Matt Eberflus spoke about play calling for the injured quarterback today. Listen to this. We're always doing that, and I've said that, you know, for weeks, you know, since we've been, you know, he started to come on, is that we always got to be protective of the quarterback. We got to keep him safe. He's got to keep himself out of harm's way, and the, the situation this week's no different. You know, certainly, you know, we look at all that every single week because that's our, our quarterback, and we want to make sure he, he stays safe. Okay, so some of my favorite moments from Fields this year have been him, like, just shrugging off defenders and moving around people and making things happen. So if they're not doing any of that, can Fields and the Bears be successful? No. The, oh. the reason why this offense resurged was because of Justin Fields' improvisation and adding QB run to this offense, is which is what made them explosive. So now you limit him. Does it mean you're keeping him in the pocket? Does it mean you're doing three- and five-step drops? This offensive line doesn't thrive in that way. This is significant for the Chicago Bears, obviously, because it's Justin Fields. But ultimately, if you're playing Justin Fields and he's going to play, he's going to have to be Justin Fields in order for you to have success. 
Again, they play the Packers. I do think there's an element of Aaron Rodgers that was like, you know what, I don't feel great, but like I looked at the Bears defense and I'm like, let me get a shot. Let me see what I can do. All right, let's get to Dan over here. What's up, Dan? Uh, let's go to Baltimore. Lamar Jackson and the Ravens coming off another loss where they blew a lead in the fourth quarter. They've done this more than any other team. Here's their coach, John Harbaugh, today. Well, it's big. I mean, the pass rush is important, as you guys have written so often over the years here, you know? <laughs> so it's a narrative that has been flipped. That's, that's a good thing, you know? And no, we uh, I like these guys, and um, we've, we've got a You've, you've got to throw the timing of the quarterback off. You've got to move him off the spot. You've got to disguise. You've got to change the picture on him. All those things are really important in this league. Okay, so he's referencing pass rush, which obviously is important. But, but let's switch it a little bit, Dan. What have you seen from Lamar Jackson in this Ravens offense? Well, the offensive spacing in the red zone stinks. Um, the concepts aren't married to each other well enough. But I want Lamar to take it under his own control and just settle down a little bit in the pocket. He's so frantic sometimes at the top of his drops. It's almost like he is, if Mark isn't open, I'm gonna run around and try to go make a play. Instead of just getting to that point where I'm gonna trust a little bit of his protection, I'm gonna let the progression of the pass concept play itself out downfield and then deliver the football. Now that's easy for me to say. I'm not the guy that has to sit in the pocket and try to go win some football games. But the more Lamar can kind of balance that line between sometimes I gotta settle in there and trust yeah. my feet to be a little bit calmer and push the ball downfield and then at times go be a playmaker when he gets into that balance that's where he's at his best it's hard right now because Baltimore's pass game is struggling but that's for with Lamar and his play where it has to get better you know I can't relate to knowing that you are capable of being Superman and then trying to sometimes calm that down it's right it, it's got to be a piece of all this okay still to come the Chiefs scored only one touchdown in six trips to the red zone in their win over the Rams they kind of acted like they lost the game even though they won it but Keith tells us like he's not worried about the efficiency in KC it's going to be key just making us all feel good about those Chiefs we'll be right back this podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza the number one pick in Detroit style pizza why it's simple Jets is better with the thickest crispiest cheesiest Detroit style pizza in the country there's no competition Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. headed back to Las Vegas for the 2023 Pro Bowl games with all new skills challenges for the first ever NFL flag football games on Sunday, February 5th. Tickets go on sale Thursday, December 1st. In the meantime, Pro Bowl roster is in your hands, okay? So scan that QR code that's on the screen so you can get your vote on right now.
We'll be there. Man, I wish y'all could be with us during commercial breaks. Okay, the Bengals <laughs> and Titans <laughs> were in a fight on Sunday. Two teams playing at a high level of football at this point in the season. The Bengals defense Ooh. limited Derrick Henry, too. Now, after a win, Cincinnati, yeah. they turn their attention to the Chiefs. And here's Burrow with more. They're one of the best teams in the league. Um, great quarterback, great defense, playmakers all over the field. Uh, you know, we know we're going to have to play them in the playoffs if we want to get to where we want to go. So this is a, a big game for us. Um, obviously, uh, would love to win it, but you know, we'll take it one day at a time, have good practices, and, and, and go out there on Sunday and, and put our best foot forward. <laughs> Man, we've had some quarterbacks sound today. Joe, you want to win the game? Okay, I think you do. Okay, the Bengals defense has picked no, up right where it left off last season, at least in terms of second-half adjustments. Remember this for them? They, they were doing it last year. They're doing it now again, too. This season, Cincinnati's defense has struggled in the first half of games, ranking near the bottom of the league in points allowed in yards per play. But in the second half, different story with the adjustments. They rank top 10 in both areas. That's a big reason the Bengals have outscored opponents by 40 points in the second half of games this season. That's the fourth best point differential in the NFL. Man, if only they could like do it from the start, then they'd really be good. Yeah. So, Dan, what makes this Bengals defense, though, so tough to play against? Uh, so, the Bengals defense is a lot like life, where the only constant is change. Oh. Right, they're going to constantly That's present good. a same Wise. picture. I'm going to show you three clips. Smart. Same picture. One, two, three, four, five. Five defensive linemen. I'll show you three clips that always start with that. Now this first clip, five defensive linemen, automatically ball gets snapped, it goes to what? Marcus, one, two, three, three defensive linemen. That means I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight cats in coverage. Now watch what happens, no one's open, and then this rush unit is gonna realize they're not getting home. They're smart enough to realize the pressure's not gonna get there. They're just waiting for the quarterback to get ready to throw the ball, batted ball with nobody open downfield. That's number one. Look at number two, remember that five-man front. One, two, three, four, five-man fronts. I showed you cover two zone last time. Look what happens on this time. This linebacker is going to marry this back, right? And you're gonna get this inside stunt. Look at the numbers again. One, two, three-man rush. Again, that means I have eight guys in coverage. I want everyone to pay attention to this. Outside leverage, outside leverage, outside leverage, outside leverage with one to two hole players. Defenders playing man coverage, outside leverage, funneling everything into those interior guys off that five-man front and only three guys rushing. Quarterback, 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 hold the football. No one there. So clip number one, cover two out of that five-man front. Clip number two, cover one with two guys inside, everybody outside leverage. See it again. We're going to go one, two, three, four, five-man front. Now see what happens. Ball's going to get snapped. There's everybody in those one-on-ones. Hendrickson's going to go inside. Now this is where I love this stuff. Again, that linebacker is going to match that back. Three-man front. I've got eight guys in coverage. Last clip I showed you, everybody was outside leverage, right? Now look, inside leverage, inside leverage, inside leverage, inside leverage, because they're playing cover two man. Imagine being the guy, the coordinator, sacked, or the play caller, quarterback situation going, I got the same five-man front. One time you dropped out and played cover two. One time you dropped out and played cover one, man coverage with outside leverage, where you got to get crossers running across the field. The next clip, you played cover one, or excuse me, cover two man with everybody inside. So that's the challenge of playing against this Bengals defense is like, there's no tell, there's yeah. no tendency. It's constantly changing, even though everything pre-snap 
the picture stays the same. You just showed the biggest jump from college to the NFL because huh. when you start talking about, like, I, I know I'm supposed to go into this defensive line, and it is the multiplicity of those guys, their physical nature. They still play an old-school type body style on that defensive line. Trey Hendrickson is a big defensive end in the NFL, so you can play the run with four mm -hmm. up front. They did a phenomenal job against Derrick Henry, but what you just illustrated, Dan, is the, is the jump you have to make from college to the professional game. My game plan will vary based on my opponent. In college, you like to dictate. I tell you that all the time. Defensively, you want to make this offense speed up. Well, what Lou Anaromo does as a defensive coordinator, because he has the personnel, and the personnel has the mindset to understand what our plan is, especially those guys up front, when you add them into coverage, the execution of a game plan is elite. For yeah. the Cincinnati Bengals. We know they're athletes. We know they got guys that can get to the passer and rush the passer. We know that they can line up and get ready and yeah. set. But after that snap, you got to have some highly intelligent football right. players defensively in order to execute this game Real plan. quick, because I want everyone at home to really understand it. When you're calling the play, it's easy for me to stand there and do that, right? But when you're calling the player, you're trying to guess, well, what's the coverage? What's the coverage? not every pass yeah. concept works versus coverages. You know yep. that, right? Yep. So with that... That cover two, you really want a high low. Well, what happens if you're anticipating man? And, and then the outside leverage mm. man, you want guys running away. But if you call the route for guys running away and they're sitting in inside leverage, yes. you're dead. You know, so like yes. that's that's the real challenge in those situations. Everything you just showed us on the board and everything you just said mixed with the turnovers that they create is why the defense is playing the way that they play. Absolutely. And why the team is playing with the way that they play because they capitalize on helping Joe Burrow in the offense by giving him a short field. They turn the football over, they get it. Instead of going 75 yards, they go 50. Instead of going 80, they go 60. It's a lot easier for a quarterback and his receivers in the offense to do those sort of things and put points on the board. Whenever you have a team that has a turnover machine on the defensive side of the ball, the offense is going to capitalize. That's why you see the problems that you see in Denver. I'm getting you the football. I'm doing everything, but you can't right. score. Yeah. I mean, that, that's, that's reality. A, that's a great Defensive point, teams don't like offenses that don't capitalize on those turnovers. Yeah, yeah you think about Lou Anarumo's team, and, and it really is an example of a defense that stays one step it's ahead. All, it's yeah. all, you don't it's see like that that often. almost like he's gathering information. Yeah. yeah. Like, in the first and then half. he just let it go. Right. Yeah. He's like, well, yeah. I'll gather some. We might give some yeah. things up. In the second half, we're going to shut There's you down. There's three ways to describe coaches. Bad coaches get into the game, uh, go into the film Monday after, and like, oh, that's what they did. We should have done this. Great coaches, <laughs> halftime. Yeah, I don't want this that guy. Be yeah. Elite coaches, what's ha what happened after the first series? No right. Let's adjust, Let's adjust no quicker. Okay, of course, the Bengals beat the Chiefs last year. That Cincinnati defense held Kansas City to just three points in the second half in overtime. The Bengals ended up in the Super Bowl. Patrick Mahomes remembers that game against those Bengals all too well. Here he is on last year as he talks about mm -hmm. facing this team again this week. Anytime that someone beats you the year before, you want to beat them, especially in a game like they beat us in to, to go to the Super Bowl. Um, and we understand it's a great football team that's playing great football right now. So uh, we'll go out there and put our best effort forward and try to play our best football and, and try to get that win because it's a big win in the season to try to hold that number one seed and win our division. So an interesting wrinkle that the Bengals brought last year when facing Patrick Mahomes was dropping eight into coverage while sending just three pass rushers. Remember that? In the AFC Championship game, Mahomes faced 13 dropbacks with just a three-man rush. That's tied for the second most he's seen in a game in his career. And on those plays, Mahomes' QBR and completion percentage significantly dropped off. you got to think, I mean, they're going to try to do that again. He yeah. might be expecting it this time. But why did the Chiefs have such a hard time last year against that Bengals' three-man rush? Yeah, it's a 
little bit attached to the touchscreen yeah. that we just did. I'll be very clear with this game. Kansas City, if you don't run the ball in second down, you'll lose. It, that's what happened last boop, year. Boop. Kansas City treated second down like it was a pass down. And the, the Cincinnati Bengals obliged. Look at empty There's set. There's a handshake this happening like, off screen, This is like by second and six. Cincinnati's like, that's cool. We're going to rush three guys. We're going to drop eight because you cannot run the football. And they're just dropping in coverage. Patrick's got no – Marcus, I know you love this. Did, is he outside the pocket there? No. They, that three-man rush wasn't even trying to get home. It was like, yo, here, all right, here, this is another second down. When y'all want to live in this second down world and you think it's it's only going to be a passing down, well, so do we. Three-man rush again. Eight guys in coverage. You only got four guys out in your concept. <laughs> You know, look at the pass rush, though. It, what's that called? Crunch rush? Mm -hmm. Where they're not even trying to. No one's getting past mm -hmm. the quarterback. That's what it's all about is they're going to second down again, guys. <laughs> Cincinnati, if you, or Kansas City, it's a four-man box. Not a five or six. Four-man box. If you don't run the ball on second down, they're just going to continue to do this. Hey. They're going to make Patrick hang in the pocket. They're going to have multiple guys against your people. And you don't got Tyreek this year, right? So there's going to be nobody open. Man, that's a great embrace. Key, can I, I, no he and I, I feel a little bit left out. Key, should we join in I and have no a group hug? Well, okay, Key doesn't there. want a group hug, oh, but I'm going to get I just Come want on, Key. We get up, Key. No, we just I have a moment. to know you are a giant human being. Yeah, I know. He's a good hug. I just I, run I, the ball go ahead. down. Key, we're giving you a hug from a distance. Because literally coming off of what you just said, the Cincinnati Bengals, my notes, the Cincinnati Bengals are going to keep everything in front of them. They are going to play top down, and they're going to force – Patrick Mahomes to play patient football sure and the Rams tried it and the Rams actually had some success until they totally. start turning the football over here's the other thing too though and I it's all people don't think about it until the playoffs Patrick Mahomes legs mm. I can't stress it enough like we get enamored with how well he throws the football his connection with Travis Kelsey he has devastated so many teams Good teams with his legs and maneuvering out of the pocket. Right. This is what he's going to have to do. He's going to have to stay patient. And two, Dan, coupled with that last year yeah. with the Cincinnati Bengals, they spied. No doubt. They spied. That, I think that was harder than three Absolutely. It had everything to do with it. Let me ask you this. With that three-man rush, right, does that – more encourage the scramble out of the quarterback or minimize that because are they are they literally just trying to stay there yes it encourages the scramble and every time you see the defensive end go underneath we are trying to force the quarterback to get out of the pocket a certain mm. direction yeah. because we against great quarterbacks and we used to do this every time defensively when I was in Dallas against great quarterbacks cut the field in half make him make his vision now, Patrick Mahomes can throw the ball across his body. Right. We right. show the highlight a thousand times. Majority of the time, though, you want to force those guys. Obviously, if you're right-handed, you want to make go them left. go left and, yeah. and vice versa. But they did a phenomenal job of spying him. I don't know. I should have went back and got those Sam Hubbard plays. Yes. From last Remember year in the playoff, chasing them down, keeping them behind the line of scrimmage and sure. not allowing him to do that. It's it, going to be a factor. Mahomes still, has to stay patient. It's still Mahomes, though. Yeah, he, buddy. It's still this Chiefs offense. Yeah, it's the it highest is. scoring offense. But it's not the same offense that it was last year in the playoffs with Tyreek. Mm -hmm. So you got to stay patient and stay efficient mm -hmm. like they've been doing all year long. Dan says second down, run the football. That's patience. You don't get greedy and hungry. With Tyreek in the lineup, you, 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 you know, that thing looks different. Yeah. So I, I need to take my shots. I might do it first, second, and third down. Just because. <laughs> but right now, you just methodically move that football down the field. You stay patient. You be very efficient. What they've been doing use all Pacheco. year long. You use Pacheco. Now, Juju, I'm assuming, is coming back, yeah. which gives them 
that red zone target, that big body that they were missing a week ago with yeah. the Rams. All they had was pretty much was Kelsey. They need a bang bang guy there. They need two of those guys that you know could just position their bodies, mm. catch the football in the end zone. That's why they struggled against the Rams. Yeah. But if you stay patient and don't get into like a hurry up panic mode, yeah. you'll be fine. All right, we'll see what happens. Hey, we're gonna you head to the trenches somebody, almost next. Dan and Marcus are going to break down the best battles we'll see in week 13. Stay tuned. Them big. Next. Them big. Coming up. Getting to the big boys. Y'all O-line, D-line, key just over here. O-line, D-line. And it's O-line, D-line. I just was asking if somebody was home yet. That's all. Yeah. That's just that's all. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. How about them Eagles? Nine and one now after a fantastic back and forth with the Packers Sunday night. Jalen Hurts just made plays they needed most when it mattered most. And this team isn't even healthy on the defensive side, still finding ways to win. So the Eagles offense has been flying this season. Philadelphia ranks third in points per game and has been getting it done really in the biggest moments. They have the third highest third down conversion percentage and lead the league in red zone efficiency, scoring on a touchdown, scoring a touchdown. 73% of their red zone trips. I mean, that's just clutch, right? But Key, what has impressed you most about the Eagles offense this season as we welcome Adam back in too? Go ahead, Key. Adam and Laura, it's the game planning from week to week. Nothing is the same. Most coaches in the National Football League, they stick to the same sort of game plans, their script from the summer and their playbook. But it seems like Nick Sirianni and company, they change every single week. One week is Jalen Hurts, Sanders one week, then it's A.J. Brown, then all of a sudden you look up at somebody else in a situation, whether it's Devontae Smith or whomever, they continue to just keep cooking away. So when you think about it from that standpoint, think about this for a minute, Adam and, and Laura. Five players on their team has over 500 yards from scrimmage, including <laughs> The quarterback at Jalen Hurts, the only team in the National Football League with that. So that tells you they're changing week to week. Yeah, he set an Eagles rushing record at the quarterback position last week. And Adam, I mentioned the defense dealing with some injuries. What more can you tell us? Well, the good thing is last week they signed Indomitian Sue and Linville Joseph in a 24-hour period. And today they opened the practice window for their first-round draft pick, Jordan Davis, to return to practice. Obviously suffered that injury a few weeks ago, was placed on injury reserve. He now could play as soon as Sunday. And once you get back Jordan Davis to mix in 
with Ndamukong Sue and Linvale Joseph. That run defense, which has been leaky lately, should be shored up a little bit as they make their push for the number one seed in the NFC. That's huge. Could return as soon as Sunday. And despite missing the Eagles' last four games, Jordan Davis still ranks third on the team in run stuffs this season. Just speaks to how good he's been. All right, let's get to the big fellas. Uh, one guy's kind of skinny and one guy's really big, but they're talking about the big fellas. I mean, can we do this oh again? Like, I'm trying to get people to understand like how big Stop he is. Because I'm big, he make me look little. Like, I got whip. I got whip. All right, uh, five <laughs> biggest you do have whip. Uh, five biggest offensive line, defensive yeah, line matches. I'm going to put yep. Tyler Smith up there yep. versus Yannick Ngakwe. It's a hell of a matchup, D.O. Yannick Ngakwe has eight and a half sacks since week three. He's getting after the passer. Jeff Saturday loves the fact that he has an edge rusher. Tyler Smith got his work cut out for him. My recommendation, Cowboys, run the football. I was just going to ask you that. Okay, number four, Miles Garrett, who's yeah. come on versus Laramie yeah. Tunsil for Two Houston. athletic guys. Laramie Tunsil just doesn't get a lot of lot talked about sure. him. Phenomenal athlete. Miles Garrett is one of those guys he faced in college, and they would duel it out. We know what Miles did against Tampa with the sack. It's going to be a, it's, it's a hell of a matchup. I would love to say it's a big-time right. game, but both of these teams are struggling. All right, Christian Darasaw has given up one Here's sack the this season versus Carl Larson from the New York New Here's Boston, the one. New York Here's the one. If, if Sauce Gardner does a good job on Justin Jefferson, right. this will be the matchup you should fix your eyes on during the game. Kirk Cousins under duress at times will give the ball away. And this is, this is imperative for this defensive line. Carl Lawson going against Darasaw is a great matchup. It's littered across that defensive line with dudes that can get after the pass. Candidly, I'm shocked that we have this one at number two. This is Trent Williams, Vecla yeah. Tackle in football yeah. versus Bradley Chubb, who obviously is a superstar pass. The up. reason being at number two is because San Francisco nuance offensively. Okay. If it was just going to be straight drop back, yeah. this would be number one. give him a lot to see. Yes. Chubb, honestly, his biggest mission in this game is to make sure he can set the edge against a guy that many don't. Right. The athleticism of Trent Williams is still unbelievable. If you ever get a chance to go see him in person move, there is not a big fellow like this. Has, it it's unreal. Unbelievable. So Chubb is going to have his hands full in the run game, in the passing game as well, but that's where he can thrive and maybe get home a little. Let's bit. go to Cincinnati versus yeah. Kansas City. Trey Hendrickson, three years ago, Mina told us he was a star versus Orlando <laughs> Brown Jr. The NFL slate is loaded this Buddy. weekend. This matchup is going to be fantastic. Unbelievable. And I talked about the Bengals earlier in the show, and I talked about body style. Right. Trey Hendrickson's hands, his physical nature in which he rushes, and his ability to bend. Orlando Brown, we know. Big physical offensive tackles, usually they don't like to bend. They don't like to get low. I'm sure Trey is putting together a pass rush plan. Yeah, that happens throughout the week. This is going to be one of those matchups that determine yeah. what this game is going to look like. Last year, Hendrickson won Welcome, this matchup. Right? Yep. Ready back yep. to you. Orlando hey, line. Hey, Key, what did you call them? A hot dog and a burger. I mean, Dan even looks like a hot dog today with that suit. A burger? What you trying to say? Key? What kind of burger? <laughs> You got a fried egg on the burger? Wagyu. Hey, I love fried egg on the burger. Wagyu? Yeah, Wagyu. 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 Oh, Wagyu. 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 You can force it. Wagyu, Wagyu. As long as it's highfalutin. Let me get that. That's a great that lookout over there. Hey, coming up next, Mike McDaniel and his Dolphins travel back to his old stomping grounds to face the dominant 49ers uh, defense. Hear why Marcus thinks yak is going to be the difference maker in this one. You know one. it. It's a different kind of yak, though.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Hey, this is going to be fun. Hey. Uh, coaching bros become foes. That's dope. Isn't like that cool? No. And yeah, I mean, they know each other really well. This Dolphins team has been great under Mike McDaniel, who came from the 49ers. Shanahan and McDaniel together in San Francisco, and now they're going to be on the opposite sidelines. So both coaches spoke about that, of course, today, but... Either way, you know they're going to know each other really well. Sunday's game features a matchup of strength versus strength with Miami's offense taking on San Fran's defense. Yeah, look at that. Since week eight, both units ranked top three in the league in points per game, yards per play, and efficiency. And over that span, the Dolphins have scored 30-plus points in four straight games, while the 49ers have not allowed more than 16 points to a single opponent. This is probably why the NFL flexed this game. They're like, hey, we would like this one to be on Sunday night. Let's get this primetime matchup happening. So Adam, the Dolphins offense though dealing with some injuries. What more can you tell us first? Well, Raheem Mostert, the running back, has been nursing a knee injury. He was limited in practice today, Laura, and I would say that he's got a decent chance to play on Sunday and to give the Dolphins the backfield that would be the 49ers' backfield of last yes. year with Mostert <laughs> and Jeff Wilson. Funny. As for Teron Armstead, their left tackle, he's dealing with a toe and a pec injury. He did not practice at all today. I still think he's got an outside chance to play on Sunday, but no practice on Wednesday is not an encouraging sign to start the week. We'll see if he's able to get out there tomorrow at all. Great info, Adam. Uh, Marcus, what's the key matchup and key factor that you're looking for? Oh, my goodness. It's so many things and so many places to go, but it's the yards after catch. Like, let's be honest, Tua can't stand back there in the pocket and spend a lot of time with the ball in his hands. We know what Bosa and company can do. The great thing about Miami is this is what they naturally do as an offense. Get the ball out of your hand to Jalen Waddle. Allow him to make plays, run after catch. Get the ball to Tyreek, obviously. Get it to your backs. The one thing about Tua this year that has made him the phenomenal quarterback that we watch and develop right in front of our eyes is the understanding of what defensive looks he's looking at and who to go to with the ball. And obviously his superpower is ball placement, right? (laughs) One thing that I think has gotten lost in the mix is that Jalen Waddle may be the second most explosive wide receiver with the ball in his hands in the NFL. We talk about this team in context of play calling, Mike McDaniel. We talk about Tyreek so much. The ability for them to get the ball out of Tua's hands with space with these wide receivers to operate has been elite. That's what San Francisco has had to defend against. This game, when it comes to Tua, will come down to one thing, anticipation. If the ball comes out before receivers are ready for it against that San Francisco pass rush in that San Francisco zone, they got a shot. Yeah. If it doesn't, they can get mudded real mm-hmm. quick. Mm-hmm. Let me show you what that looks like, though, because two is superpower. Marcus, you said ball placement. I think it's this. Peek to the left. Now, that's a zone defender on our right, right? Where, what's that guy doing? Now, 